safe reactions and stat response. And if you don't know what I teach, it's response versus reaction. Why people stay together for the kids and it's not what you think. Why men are not leading in their home. I'm Cass. And I'm Catherine. Not so obvious ways to get the sex back. So when you dated your husband in the beginning, did you ever answer the door with your hair all crazy? We're moral marriage. Let's flip divorce statistics with the new marriage. Hello and welcome to the Moral Marriage Podcast. And this is the place where we are going to tell all of our toxic, abusive crap. We are going to share all the lessons along the way. And we hope you're getting tons of value. Thank you for all the support. Don't forget, if you go to moralmarriage.com, hit the podcast tab. You can actually fill out a little form there. Tell us what you want us to talk about. And we'll integrate the best we can with our own stories or those of many thousands of clients. Now, baby, I want to talk today about safe reactions and stat response. And if you don't know what I teach, it's response versus reaction. Now, Catherine teaches things a little bit differently, but I wanted to run through this because I, I, I know when I first came up with it, you thought you were like, wow, that's brilliant. And so I'm very curious as to how we dive into it, what you think and what you're doing. And I really want to make sure that our listeners have a really good understanding of why I've created these acronyms and how to respond, not react in their own marriage when there's problems. Is that cool? Yep. All I right. want to say one thing first. Okay, go. I just noticed your nice new beard trim. For those of you that can't oh, see you. on YouTube, my husband looks extra handsome today. <laughs> oh, thank you, baby. All right. So safe reactions. Safe reactions um, is what I've really figured out, uh, actually more from working with many men. It wasn't really a concept that I presented and tried to adopt when I was trying to fix things with you, honey. But uh, it's just a great way for guys to figure out how to respond properly. And what I've learned is it's the most complicated portion of the whole reset. Because in the thick of it, when you and your wife are going at it, when you and your, your partner, you just want to defend yourself, right? So let's run through what SAFE reaction is. So SAFE is an acronym, and S stands for sabotage. Uh, A stands for accountability. F stands for fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And E stands for enforcing boundaries. Now let's break into why these reactions, the way that you handle yourself in a situation, what does it mean? It means that you're trying to keep yourself safe. You know, if I am... You know, say you came at me, you had a question, a concern, I felt threatened, I felt the anxiety, I felt fear-based, and all of a sudden I reacted. I'm trying to protect myself, not you. And I think as a man, you need to protect your wife. I've learned this the hard way. Um, but also, like, you got to think about the future of your marriage, you know? So sabotage. Some of the most fundamental ways that we sabotage is self-sabotage. I call that more like coping mechanisms. You know, so I would get into like, you know, alcohol, uh, men, a lot of times will not come home from work. Porn is another one. Basically anything you use to try to filter the situation. Anger, may, defensiveness, the four horsemen what, would, would be ways of sabotaging. Oh, all for sure. We like, they come right in and I break them down a little bit more throughout, but the point is, yeah, if you, if you can try to in the thick of it, whatever threat-based feeling you have. Uh, and quite often it's because, you know, we're taking it personal. It's not even really a threat. You just take something personal because of the overall situation or you had a bad day or the kids are screaming or whatever. And then kids all of a screaming? Sudden, yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> if you don't know, our kids are our hardest part. But a um, little hurricane and tornadoes. But, uh, yeah, so the point is you, it's how you're dealing with the situation, first and foremost, to cope, to protect yourself, and you sabotage. Any future attempts at, say, 
you know, you remember there'd be times when you would say like, honey, I'm on the same team. You, you have an expression, I'm wearing the same jersey. And I'd be like, no, you're not. And I'd grab a bottle and start drinking, you know, like just everything I could do to just not be Detach, present. dissociate. That's right. Disconnect. That's right. Uh, accountability. The A in safe is really important to understand because sometimes uh, it's just easier to say thanks for the reminder. Maybe she is nagging at you. Maybe she's she's coming at you because she's asked you to do something a bunch of times. But here's the catch that you probably said you would do. And it, she, maybe, is she just holding you accountable? And now you feel, what, bad about yourself because you didn't do it? And you feel like justifying? You know, why? Oh, I was busy at work because so I forgot the milk or whatever. And if she's holding you accountable, why are you reacting in a bad way? Right? F, I'm going to let you take over with this one because this is your specialty, but fight, 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 flight, fawn, or freeze. Yeah. So when you are put in a moment of conflict, you're, you're naturally going to react in a certain way. And so this, the safe reaction that he's referring to, the fight, flight, freeze, fawn response is just part of it. It's in addition to the other things that you're probably feeling, but the fight response is when you fight back. So, you know, the sabotage could be fighting back. The accountability could even be fighting back. But you're, the point is that you're fighting back. So you're literally going head to head with your partner because you feel attacked. And maybe you are attacked. But just because you're being attacked doesn't justify attacking back. The fight response is there, um, you know, biologically to, to keep us safe, speaking of safe reactions. But it doesn't mean it's the best response. Um, flight means you, that could be dissociating. Freeze could also be dissociating. But flight is literally leaving. Like you leave, whether you're dissociating emotionally or you're physically removing yourself from the situation because you want to get away from it, that is the flight response. The freeze response is when you get flooded, you get overwhelmed, you start stonewalling. It also could be that emotional detachment where you're dissociating. So dissociating is just sort of a gray area, whether that's flight or whether that's freeze. And it's probably actually somewhere in the middle there. And then fawn, which I was really good at. Mm. Um, and a lot of people don't think about fawning as or, as a... Uh, a reaction to trauma, a reaction to conflict. But fawning is when you do everything in your power to over-deliver the compliments, to try to smooth things over, to try to make everything better. And it's really characteristic of codependency because what you're doing is when you're fawning, you're taking your partner or whoever it is you're in conflict with. Specifically, we talk about partnership here, marriage partnership and, and intimate partnership. But you are taking your partner's well-being and you're placing it as at a higher priority than yours, which sometimes could be okay, but you shouldn't do it at a sacrifice of your own to the sacrifice of your own well-being, your own, you know, emotional well-being, emotional health, mental health, all those sorts of things. So those are the, those are the four ways. Do you want to add to that? One thing that I would say is like for men, the easiest way to understand is happy wife, happy life. Like you're shutting down, just appeasing. You're doing all this sort of fawning thing. You don't even realize it because you've been told to do that as well. Um, the, and fawning can uh, can be fear based. Oh yeah, fawning can often be fear based. Which was a lot of yours. It was. Or, yeah, yeah. I also was really good at the other three, so I shouldn't just you know say I was fawn because I was pretty good at fighting. I definitely yes, was good at leaving. True. Leaving was actually yeah. my mo. <laughs> first, at first, at first, leaving yeah, was my yeah. mo, but he he didn't let me leave, so I learned how to fight. Which of course I knew how to fight deep down, but I haven't. It wasn't my mo. Freeze. In the really, really emotionally violent situations, I definitely would freeze, but mostly I would fawn. I learned to fawn. Just identify what you're doing as we run through this because it's so important to realize how you are not protecting and moving the urge forward. Okay, the E is enforcing boundaries. Now, enforcing boundaries is really about justifying. And the reason why I say that is because people use boundaries the wrong way. And we talk about this a lot, but the world tells you you have to put boundaries down. You have to lay a boundary. You have to... but 
you guys are using ultimatums. And here's the thing, when you're justifying or defending a boundary, if you look up enforcing, that's what it means. You're justifying or defending a boundary, but what you're not doing is actually following through on your boundaries. So your boundaries just make you look like an idiot. You're actually condoning the bad behavior that you're saying you're using a boundary for. And what because happens is- it's an is, empty threat. That's right. It's you're, not actually something that you're following through on. It's not a real consequence. It's just a threat of a consequence that never happens. That's right. If you think about some of the other podcast episodes earlier on where we talk about uh, how you are using, uh, or sorry, you're responsible for the disrespect that you're receiving. You're responsible for cheating. We're not talking about problem number two. She shouldn't hit you like that. He shouldn't push you around a tower over you like that. There shouldn't be cheating. Morals are an issue. Those are all problem number two. And we talk about enabling that behavior that didn't happen from the beginning. That's because you use boundaries. If you do that, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stand for it. I'm not gonna stay with you, but then you stay with them. If you do that, I'm gonna get a divorce. If you do that, I'm gonna stay on the couch, but you always come back and then you're just justifying defending yourself for nothing that you're gonna follow through on. So that's why I say E is useless. And then we can talk about boundaries another day. It's not even in part of stat response, but it's it's just know that you're wasting your breath with boundaries if your partner doesn't respect you. If you've gone so far along that you've enabled and raised what you would call red flags, you're literally wasting your breath trying to prove that you deserve something that you're showing you don't because you can't even stand up for yourself. And by now, it's too far to stand up for yourself. Okay. Can I add to the boundaries? Please. So I teach my women that there's two way to lay it, two ways to lay a boundary. The first way is through connection. So you are going to try to be solving problems. You're going to try to compromise. You're going to identify what your core values are. You are going to ideally not invalidate and violate each other's core values. But when they do get violated and you've had a deep understanding of why you even have those core values and why you have these needs, when a boundary comes in, then it can actually increase connection because your partner understands why this boundary is there and they don't want the consequence. They don't want to hurt you. That's if we had to lay a boundary, that's what it would be. He knows what my core values are. I know what his core values are. We're not perfect. And so if we had to lay a boundary, I'd say, you know, honey, you know, if you do this, then I will need to do this. And he'd say, oh my goodness, well, I'm not going to do that because that's the boundary. And if he did do it, then I'd have to enforce it. But that's a, that's an example of a healthy connected boundary. A boundary should serve, same with compromise, it should serve to increase connection, not decrease it because mm -hmm. it comes from a deep level of understanding of where you are each of you individually, as well as your core values individually as and in your marriage. So a boundary coming from the stem of all of that is healthy. A boundary that comes from no connection. So you haven't had the conversations. There's no uh, understanding of how each person feels and the desires and needs that each person has as an individual. There's been no opportunity to compromise because you don't know what those core values are and you don't know where you're flexible. When all of that hasn't happened and you lay a boundary, that's when it can increase uh, um, separation. It doesn't mean physical separation. It doesn't mean divorce, but emotional separation, spiritual separation, intellectual separation. It's driving a wedge between the two of you and it gives more room for disconnection and not connection. So laying a boundary is really important. I should say it's really important to lay a boundary in a healthy way because it can serve to increase connection, not serve to increase disconnection. Make sense? Yeah, which is exactly the reason why we don't even like include it. In, well, I'm not sure about you, but in mine, when I talk about response versus reactions, we're nowhere near boundaries. I no, nowhere near because that way would be the later. unhealthy way to set it. And exactly. that's going to separate you emotionally, potentially physically, spiritually, intellectually, mentally, everything. That's right. So whoever you're talking to, I don't care if it's your therapist, I don't care if it's your pastor, if they're telling you to use a boundary, you're not ready for it yet. You have to lay some foundational work first, okay? All right, well, that is safe reaction. We're gonna run way out of time. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a part two. The next episode we'll film is going to be on stat response. And we should be responding, not reacting. We should be showing the structure of how we want this marriage to go 
Whoever's in is the one that's leading. I teach men to do it. If the women come to Catherine, then her women are the ones that are doing it because you're the one that's in. So we'll see you next time. Bye.